0: Vet 24-7 is proud to present, said by Dr. Ed. Vet 24-7, visit your local vet, whenever, wherever. Hello, I'm Dr. Ed of Vet 24-7. I'm here to introduce you to some of America's greatest veterinarians. We'll ask these veterinarians to provide expertise on topics that matter to you and your pets. We'll explore helpful hints and amazing stories. We hope that you enjoy their insights and stories and that they help ensure that your pets stay healthy and happy. You feed your pet the right foods, exercise them regularly, and practice good preventative care. What do you need to do to ensure your pet has healthy teeth and gums? That's the topic of today's discussion with two distinguished veterinarians. First, Dr. Kip Magnuson, Medical Director, Sylvan Veterinary Hospital and Veterinary Emergency Clinic of Modesto, California, and Dr. Daniel Cook, Veterinarian of Arlington, Virginia. Welcome, doctors. Hi. Hi. Dr. Magnuson,
1: please introduce yourself. Okay. My name is, uh, as you said, Dr. Kip Magnuson. I'm a veterinarian in Modesto, California. Modesto is located in the Central Valley slash Farm Belt of California. I, uh, I've been a small animal veterinarian that uh, focuses on feline and caline medicine and surgery for about just over 21 years now, and uh, I own and operate Sylvan Veterinary Hospital, and I have an emergency clinic as well.
2: Thank you, Dr. Magnuson. Dr. Cook, please tell us about you. Hi. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Daniel Cook. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, which is really just uh, part of Washington, D.C. for the most part. Uh, I work uh, primarily out of VetWorks Animal Hospital when I'm in Virginia. It's a nice little clinic. And I graduated from Kansas State University in 2009, so I've been practicing a little over six years. Thank you, Dr. Cook. What
0: is, what is veterinary dentistry and who should perform it?
1: Dr. Magnuson? Well, you know, kind of uh, in a, an overall broad view, you know, I think uh, the veterinary profession has learned a lot about dental disease over the last 20 years, you know, um, and we've become more uh, um, attuned to some of the problems and, in in, you know, the need for having these uh, problems addressed. But most, basically, veterinary dentistry um, can start at the basic dental cleaning treatments, uh, much like you would experience or encounter with your own dentist or periodontist. General cleanings usually start with a complete oral exam, including uh, pocket depth assessment around the tooth, the periprobe, Uh What we're looking for is attachment loss of that periodontal ligament, um, as well as uh, dental x-rays to assess the tooth root and the bone health. Uh, next, usually we'll go ahead and, uh, and we'll, we'll chart this, and next we'll go ahead and scale uh, the tooth. A lot of times we use ultrasonic scalers in veterinary medicine because the tartar is a lot uh, thicker and harder than what people allow it to accumulate. Um, they're on six month plans, and uh, we'll clean off the tartar of the tooth. And sometimes we'll and we'll go in and do subgingival, where we'll go underneath the gum line and gently uh, remove the tartar. And that's usually done with hand scalers, at least in my practice. Then the tooth enamel is polished smooth. Enamel has, if you look at it, what you you know afterwards after you do all this cleaning, you want to smooth it down like a real. A uh, shiny stainless steel surface, how it's really smooth, because you leave you leave less surface area for the that bacteria, that gram negative bacteria that adheres to that uh, tooth and starts forming the glycalyx or the plaque. And uh, you know, then we can go into uh, as Dr. Cook mentioned, dental, uh, on, you know, some of the dental these tooth fractures. We can handle those. Um, sometimes they can be you get slab fractures. Slab fractures are real common in dogs. They real do common. a lot of chewing of hard surfaces, or hard bones, and so forth. Um, Some root canals or can be. We can perform root canals. Uh, sometimes uh, we have to extract the tooth, vital pulp. Uh, pulpectomies we can perform especially in these younger dogs sometimes when they break their canines off bone grafts jaw fractures uh, you know it reminds me you know every now and some of these dogs are you know especially the small breed dogs they if they had gone eight nine years without even having their teeth cleaned they i can almost guarantee you they got they're pretty they got stage three four disease and i've seen them on a couple of occasions where they'll come in and they'll have a bilateral or or a a mandibular, or that's the lower jaw, the lower jaw fracture, the lower jaw will fracture on each side where these big molars come in because their tooth is, their molars in the back are pretty big, right? Where they do the scissor cutting and they'll go almost the full extent of the jaw. And if they get a lot of bone loss around there and they go down and bite on something, they usually bite another dog or they bite a person and, Half the front teeth come out, and then they just that draw that jaw will just break right across. And even uh, you know if you're not careful and you're pulling those teeth, uh, you can uh, yeah. um, cause a fracture as well. But
2: uh, yeah. they uh, are all the one place Go ahead. Those are always my, those are always my least favorite to pull are those lower M ones where the <laughs> not very much bone left. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful. And you should always
1: radiograph those things first. That so, you know, I've seen yeah. I've, I've also seen a couple of times where I've x rayed it, and the tooth, the jaw has already been fractured, but it was only on one side and not on both sides. So the jaw looks stable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, somebody that didn't x-ray that and went in and started pulling that tooth, they wouldn't know and they think they'd caused it. But, um, so, you know, those are uh, things, uh, um, that, uh, you know, that, that uh, we can do as veterinarians, and they should be done by trained professionals. You know, we see a lot of this, I don't know about over in Virginia, but in California, you know, we're starting to see these uh, fly nights that are uh, coming up and, and scaling teeth non with in pet stores or in grooming parlors. And the thing that I would say to pet owners, just as with us, professional dental cleaning and advanced anodonics really need to be performed by trained professionals that can diagnose conditions and provide the proper care. I don't know of anyone that would go to their hairstylist or the grocery store and get the teeth <laughs> cleaned. And no. so I think the same thing should go for pets as well. I um, mean, if you think yeah. about it in that light, I've talked to clients all the time, they go, oh, yeah, doc, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, you know,
2: I don't know. Yes, yeah. so uh, Something you know- that we're seeing. Yeah. So it's, it's usually that's a cost type of thing. But usually, I mean, in, in all the clinics I've, I've had experience with in Virginia, it's usually, you know, for, for time and sake, it's typically like a highly trained uh, technician doing the scaling and even the probing and taking the x-rays at least, much like when we go to the doctor. And then the veterinarian is... Looking at the X-rays, you know, pulling teeth if needs to be, or doing any any more advanced treatments than that, um, and that really helps in terms of um, expedience and just efficiency. I've found. I agree. Thank
0: you, doctors. Tell so, tell me mm-hmm. what some of the symptoms are. What? How do I? How do I? If I have a dog or a cat, how how do I know that uh, they might have teeth
2: teeth problems? <laughs> Periodontal. That's wisdom. all. Yeah. It's always a tricky one since, you know, they don't, they don't usually let you know it hurts. So what I've found is that one of the more common reasons people actually bring their animal in for the reason of periodontal or dental issues is typically either a, a particularly bad smell, and it's got to be usually worse than the normal dog or, or cat. Rat. It's got to be pretty bad, and that would indicate they're pretty, pretty nasty mouth at that point as well. Sometimes people will notice a swelling if there's an abscess, especially in dogs. They'll get a big swollen patch under the eye. And that's almost always a, a broken, uh, upper tooth up there, one of the big, uh, one of those big carnasials. Other things, you know, happen occasionally people will see blood, either the food or on a, on a toy or something. And that can be a sign that, that something's broken or bleeding. And then on, on some rare occasions, it doesn't happen that much because animals, you know, hide their pain pretty well. Sometimes and also actually see the animal flinch or seem, uh, you know, fearful or, or reluctant to touch around the mouth. And those are probably the, the biggest signs I tend to see. What's the frustrating is that that usually any of these signs indicate a pretty bad problem that could have been fixed a while ago, truthfully.
1: Thank you, Dr. Cook. Yeah, as Dr. Cook, uh, just add a little bit to that. I mean, you know, like uh, Dr. Cook, he mentioned a lot of the telltale signs. And, you know, I, I always tell clients, if you're in doubt, lift your dog's. Lifts up and you get a whiff, and you can mm-hmm. tell the worse it smells, the worse he, uh, the worse uh, dental disease they have. And I'll tell you, you know, a lot of times, as uh, Doctor Cook mentioned right at the beginning, it's hard to tell. With pets, I'm in the room a lot of times and go, "Wow, look at this mouth!" You know, I'm looking at it. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know, Doc. He doesn't seem to be that bad. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> this d- dental disease is insidious a lot of times, and it and it's slow and it accumulates and builds up. And there's a lot of dogs, just as people out out there, that are stoic, pretty stoic. They can yeah. hide. They're not going to go there and roll around on the ground and cry and and whine. <laughs> I have a family friend that uh, a couple of years back. And she was having problems with just fatigue and, and no energy and, and every bout, you know, little bouts of nausea. And she'd been in the hospital, been into the doctors a couple times over the month and, and they blood work was clear. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you. And so she was over and we were talking about it. And, and then she goes, you know, she's talking. And then, I mean, you know, the other thing, this damn tooth has been hurting for the last month too, you know. And I mean, I just started rolling. I couldn't help, and I said, well, Donna, do-, or I said, I told her, I said, well, do you think that tooth has to do anything with it? <laughs> I said, you know, it, it sure does, and uh, you, you know, she, I said, you know what, she said, I talked to the, asked the doctor that, and he said, probably not. I said, ask your dentist, <laughs> and so she went to the dentist in Root Canal, and uh Two weeks later, she uh, all the symptoms were gone. And we see this a lot of times. I mean, this is a perfect example, that 8-, 9-, 10-year-old small breed poodle comes in, and you lift up the gums, and they've got stage 3-4 disease, and, you know, they need teeth removed and this. And, and yeah, Doc, I don't know, she's getting kind of old. She's looking kind of old, and I, I don't know if I want to <laughs> spend the money on the dental. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute, 8-9, that means she's late late 30s, early 40s if she was a human, because these guys will live 16, 17 years old. And uh, you know, I've even told them, I said, I'll tell you what, we'll let me clean her teeth, and we'll pull what needs to be that, that's infected, and in two weeks, I want you to be honest. I want you to be uh, honest with me, but in two weeks, if you come back and you can't notice a behavior change in her and tell me that she's acting like a pup or an energy boost or anything like that, I'll give you your money back. And I haven't, I've, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had to give anybody's money back. Um, you know, these guys come back, God, Doc, she's a pup. She acts like a yeah. pup. I said, I know, I told you, she wasn't as old as you thought. Yeah, and, but, you know, the, they may have removed. Yeah, we may have removed 10 teeth. It's not uncommon, you know, to remove. If, if you yeah. have a small breed dog like that and they haven't had their teeth cleaned and eight never cleaned by eight years, nine years old, and they're acting kind of old. If you're listening now, you better go have your vet take a look and uh, see if uh, they can't help. If there's any
2: dental. Needs, so I, I always tell people too. I, I always, you know, you can always tell when they're going to lose a lot of teeth too. And people, they get upset about it. the People get the, the owner, the client gets a lot more upset about. It. I see them do so well, even with no teeth. I and mean, you know, I never exactly seen I've never seen a dog with no teeth that has now gotten rid of all their periodontal issues. I've never seen them do poorly. They still eat. And, they still are perfectly that's happy, right. you know.
1: How many times have you heard in the exam room? Well, if they don't have any teeth, how will they eat? <laughs> hey, buddy, they, they'll eat just like they've been eating. They're not chewing. They're yeah. swallowing. Dogs no, do really well on small little kibbles yeah. or soft food, but a lot of them handle the small kibble with no tooth in their tooth left in their mouth. I have a lot of geriatrics. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a number of geriatric patients that, you know, eventually have had to have all their teeth extracted. They're happy. They're, you know, they're pain-free, yeah. odor-free, and they eat just fine. They're overweight even because the, they eat a little bit too much. And uh, so anyway, um, it's, you know, no teeth are not, no. I always tell people no teeth are better than infected teeth. And, yeah. and anybody that's had a toothache and a chronic infected tooth, you know, Uh, We can certainly uh, understand that. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, Dr. Magnuson. Thank you, Doctor. Doctors, thank you. We've had a great discussion about dental health for your pets. We've been fortunate tonight to have Dr. Kit Magnuson, Medical Director at Sylvan Veterinary Hospital and Veterinary Emergency Clinic in Modesto, California, and Dr. Daniel Cook, Veterinarian from Arlington, Virginia. Doctors, thank you very much for your contributions and your insights on dental health
1: tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us, no Dr. Yeah, Thank you. It's been great. You're welcome.